Hi guys, how's you all doing? And welcome to the Max Moss Podcast. This is just something new that I'm trying out, guys. Something different. And what we're doing here on this podcast is just going to be generally talking about the reptile hobby and more predominantly the ball python hobby because that's what I'm into, breeding ball pythons and stuff like that. Uh, I'm a new breeder myself. Well, I've been doing it for two years now. I had my first clutch of eggs last season, last last uh, October it was last year. And uh, I, I'm just on a journey myself. And I want to share that journey with you and hopefully you can share your stories with me on this channel. And hopefully guys, uh, we can get some uh, other breeders on the show as well. Uh, maybe different different breeders from up and down the country, maybe from across the pond and just get your general chat about the hobby. That's what it's all about, just light-hearted fun. Anything goes, no holes barred. You can swear if you want, it's up to yourself. <laughs> There's not going to be any censorship on the channel. And uh, hopefully we just get get it successful. We get the ball rolling with it, and it'd be great if you could share this, guys, and uh, and just try and make try and get a, a a good few listeners in. Try and get the ball rolling with it. That's what it's all about. So, guys, I'll introduce myself. My name's Chris Mack. I've been in the ball python hobby for about five years now. It was actually my son, Dean, that got us involved in the hobby in the first place. Five years ago, he was wanting to buy a reptile. And as everybody does, we go to pets at home. <laughs> I know that's not a good thing now because obviously there's a lot of animals that aren't too healthy in there. And uh, So we went to pets at home to try and get a general idea. He was wanting to get a reptile. Didn't know what he was looking for. He was really wanting to get maybe like a lizard or something. So we're in about the pets at home, uh, got one of the, the staff members, and this guy just looked as if he was stoned out his nut, he, was, <laughs> he looked like something from Woodstock guys, he was a mad stoner guy with long hair, just chilling, kind of skiving really down one of the, the aisles in pets at home. <laughs> so I walked up to him and I was asking him his advice, asking him what would, what would be his advice in getting a reptile. I was saying Dean, Dean was wanting to try, I think it was like a bearded dragon he was wanting. The guy's like, he's, no, 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 don't buy, don't buy a lizard. I was like, how no? He says, because they shit all over the place. He says, they're, they're, they're display cases, the terrariums or whatever it is that they're called. He says, they'll be non-stop shitting all over the, the glass and all you'll do is be cleaning glass and they're stinking. <laughs> so, I was, so that was us put off the sort of lizard side of things. So I says, well, what he wants a he wants a reptile. So what would be your advice? So his advice was, why don't you buy a snake? So I was like, ah, ah that sounds quite quite cool. Dean was quite up for it as well. So he took us over to one of the wee vivs uh, and put out put out a corn snake. Now, as you know, the difference between a corn snake and a a corn snake and a ball python is like night and day. A corn snake is quite uh, quite active, quite lively. So Dean was holding it and, well, the guy the guy was holding it and he gave Dean a wee hold of it and it was quite active going all over his hand and stuff like that and Dean was a wee bit timid and frightened with it and at that stage I was shit scared so I never even went near it. <laughs> but he says, so what about an, an alternative, uh, the ball python? I says, well, what's that? I didn't really know much about it and uh, he pulled a ball python out and as you know, it gets called the a pet rock in some places, a ball python. It just sits balled up in the one spot, doesn't move. And I says, well, that, that looks quite cool. And I, what I did like about the ball python was the shape of its head. That sort of arrow-shaped head, just just 
made made me think. Oh, I like, I like that more than a than a a worm looking looking snake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean with the sort of bulbous head? So anyway, Dean picked his first his first snake. It wasn't we didn't get it from there, but he had the, he had the idea that he wanted to go down the ball python route. So looking about online. And ended up finding a wee pet shop in Glasgow, just down near the Barras. Uh, I'll not mention the name because I don't know if I'm held to rights for that on this. I don't know, but anyway, we we got a wee uh, got a wee pet shop down there, chatting away to the guy, and uh, we decided to buy our first ball python, and we ended up getting a Mojave ball python. So that was us guys, we had our first pet snake, it was a wee Mojave ball python, I love the Mojave ball python, sort of alien heads on the side, that brown back and the white belly, beautiful beautiful snake. So in the, the, the year of having that ball python, we were obviously having to buy them frozen rodents to feed them, so we started going to this wee pet shop that was just close to us, and it was I think it was about after 10 months of keeping the Mojave, obviously we were learning along the way how to keep the snakes, reading up on things and stuff. Uh, about 10 months into having them, when we were the wee pet shop that we were buying the frozen rodents from, we noticed one day when we, when we were in, they were selling a spider ball python, and we seen it. It was something, totally something different, because you usually see in pet shops just normals and stuff like that, and uh, we seen this spider ball python, that yellow, yellow colour, uh, really, really bright, and that sort of spider pattern on the back, and I said to myself, I need to get one of them, beautiful. Uh, took took Dean up and showed him. He said yes as well. That was us having two snakes. So that was us. We had the Mojave male, and luckily it was a a female spider. So that's what we did. And we we, we kept him as pets for another year. Uh, didn't have any any intention of breeding, but as we obviously with watching YouTube videos, reading up and stuff like that, I just thought I would give the breeding side side of things a wee crack and. Uh, read up as much as I can, watched as many YouTube videos as I can, try to gain as much knowledge as I can, and then we, me and Dean decided we would get into the breeding side of things, and that's what we did. So like I said, after about a year of gaining as much knowledge as we possibly could on the breeding side of things, we're watching YouTube videos and reading as much things as we could online, we decided to pull the trigger and try this breeding thing out for ourselves. That's what we decided to do. Again, after trying to gain as much knowledge as we could though. So the first thing we did guys was we decided we'd make a wee trip down to the Doncaster Reptile Show. I've seen tons of videos online about the Doncaster Reptile Show. It just looked like an amazing place. It was like it was like Charlie in a chocolate factory for the snake lovers, you know what I mean? That's what it was like. Reptile lovers, obviously it's different reptiles there as well. But it just so many different moths that in that, that year of learning up, it just opened my mind to the, the, the possibilities that you could breed for yourself. And in that space of time, uh, through trying to gain as much knowledge as we can, I was striking up great friendships with different breeders up and down the country. One in particular was Gavin over at Balls to You. Through watching his videos on YouTube, guys, it just it was like a, it was just a, like a walkthrough on how to breed. It was he simplified it so easily, so you could do it for yourself. And uh, big respect to Gavin. And through that time, 
me and Gavin have struck up a great friendship. We're good mates now, chat away to each other. We even arranged a breeders meeting in, in Scotland, in Glasgow, in my hometown. But anyway, guys, back to the original story. Uh, we decided to go down to Doncaster, and uh, I, I, I asked Gav. He at the time he had a video released, and it was a, a jazz pastel line that he was working with. And there's only, I think he's only ever released two of these jazz pastels. It was a pastel gene that was kind of off, and there's a kind of backstory to that. But I'll maybe get that get uh, talk talk about that in, a, in another podcast. But I seen the jazz pastel line that Gav was shown on his videos, and I said I need to get myself one of them because I did because what I was trying to do was I was trying to get a male pastel to put to my female spider and make bumblebees. Bumblebees are the the, the snake that everybody as soon as you see a bumblebee, you're your mind's open to all the different possibilities you can make through moths. So again, that was like a beginner's way of thinking. I was wanting to get a, a pastel and put it to the, the spider to make bumblebees. But when I seen Gav's but, uh, pastel, the jazz pastel line that he's got, I'd never seen a pastel like it. Just totally different. You can go and look on uh, his YouTube, on my, my YouTube channel as well, about the jazz pastel line. Uh, I think Adam Fatih Exotics is another one. I think it's only me and Adam, and maybe another pe- one person that's got uh, the jazz pastel line in their collection. Uh, you can check it out on our Instagram pages and stuff like that. But it's totally different for a normal uh, pastel. But anyway, guys, back to the story. Uh, decided we'd go down to Don- uh, Doncaster and I would pick a jazz pastel off of Gav, and a plus I wanted to get a, a, a hold of a. a a banana ball python. So that was my two main goals. Pick up the jazz pastel for Gav and a banana ball python. So that's what we did. We went down to Doncaster and we ended up picking four snakes up. We got the jazz pastel from Gav, that which was a male. We picked up a male uh, banana and it's 66% het pied. That was, a, that was another re-addition. I'm actually in the process of trying to prove that 66% out just now. Tell you that in a different story as well. And also, I picked a lesser male up from Gav at the show, and a butter pastel at the show. And there's a there's a backstory about the butter pastel as well, and I'll get onto that in a different podcast as well. But that's what we did, guys. We ended up going down to Doncaster and picking ourselves up four beautiful snakes to add to the two that we all already had. So we had six snakes all in, and that was getting the, the ball rolling with the breeding side of things. So after the Doncaster show, which we absolutely loved, and it just opened our eyes to the possibilities that you could make in this breeding game, totally just blew our minds with the different moths that we've seen on people's tables. Obviously back then we were really quite new in in the beginning, didn't really see a lot, but seeing them first hand visually in front of your face was just absolutely blew my mind. And it just opened our eyes, as I said, to the possibilities that we could do for ourselves. And it was a really great, it was a really great trip down there. But anyway, we brought our four snakes back up the road, and we fitted them into our wee rack system that we had set up. It's just a wee basic rack system, uh, the wee a wee B and Q kind of rack with the really useful boxes with the heat tape and the the thermostats at the side, keeping the temperatures all regulated. Just a basic, basic set setup that we had. And that's how, that's how they, we, we started. But right there and then, after going to the Doncaster show, picking up our snakes, 
and we had the ball rolling with it. Me and Dean decided we were going to start doing it. We were going to start making our own YouTube channel through watching others on YouTube and help helping us. We thought that we could log our journey and maybe help others. We were just going to show our, our achievements, our downfalls, the mistakes, and just 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 be honest with people and just log our journey and the, and the reptile hobby. And that was what we decided to do, guys. So we started filming. Just we're still doing it just now basically on a camera, on your camera phone and just uploading it onto YouTube and through doing that guys it's opened the doors to so many things for us we've had an amazing, amazing time in just the past couple of years that we've been doing it uh, and it's opened so many doors for us we've met so many amazing people got so much help and hopefully we've helped others through our journey uh, and that's on Ma the Max Moffs YouTube channel So basically guys, that was our introduction to the Max Moss podcast, I hope you all liked it, there's plenty of stories to come guys, that was just basically telling you the beginnings and how we got into the hobby, uh, but again guys as I said, tons of stories to come, we've had a, in the space of two years we've had a lot happening, <laughs> uh, but hopefully like I said in the beginning, we'll be able to get some more breeders onto the show, have different chats, find out their perspective in the hobby their stories, let's, let's hear their, their stories and how they got into it, uh, different things guys and I hope you all like it guys and I hope you all follow this and share it and we can get the word out there and get some more listeners in here and uh, we'll get the ball rolling with us and that's what it's all about guys. So thanks very much for listening in, it's been a pleasure. Again guys as I said, tons more stories to come and I hope this first one was good and I hope you all liked it. So I'll see you all later and peace out guys.